This is a Ward Scott Files advisory. The Ward Scott Files podcast may contain material not suited for people who are easily offended. Trust us on this. This show contains adult information and opinions. Please protect small children, sensitive pets, fragile houseplants, and liberal relatives. Thank you. Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pat him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! Good morning, good morning. Uh, Professor Ward Scott here, the Warthog in the Warthog Man Cave in the Mellon Law Studio, the only law partner of the University of Florida. Uh, 352-325-3938 on the Mellon Law Hotline or Facebook chat. And uh, we're going to have a lot of talk about today, hopefully, in class. We'll keep you in uh, thinking and on your toes and perhaps a slightly entertained. And uh, hopefully you have um, a lot of trust in what we have for you to think about. Um, the um, local business is usually what I begin with. And today I've got a couple of versions of sports. I've got on my Gator shirt today for a reason, which I will get into in a moment as people check in. And um, it's, um, it's been a very interesting uh, uh, past few hours here with the uh, showdown in the Senate. So uh, we'll cover that also. We'll cover, uh, once again, the cancel culture and what they're up to. And, of course, um, ro- racial progress or if, you know, your version or your belief or all that in it. Um, first of all, I want to talk as a couple of my uh, really faithful uh, donors check in here uh, why your donations are so important. If you go to wardscottfiles.com right after the show, you find that production immediately posts that show and that show becomes archived in our wardscottfiles library. Uh, let's talk a moment about how that works. Uh, you're seeing this right now on Facebook Live, as I see you people checking in here on the chat. Uh, up until yesterday, you could also see us right now on YouTube Live, but YouTube canceled us. And um, the reason they did it is because he, someone went back to supposedly a date of October 21st, uh, 2021, and found some mention of, of um, uh, someone named um, Sidney Powell. And I can't even remember the show or the conversation I have. And it's just, obviously it's not something we featured. Obviously it was in the news. Obviously her name has been in the news. And, uh, but because evidently that name was brought up, uh, they give no explanation other than uh, this violates their community standards, which is a standard uh, conversation you get back when either Facebook or YouTube uh, uh, takes you off the platform. So right now, uh, YouTube uh, claims that uh, we have uh, strikes against this because also there was a, a, a situation where I had the president of the American scholars of uh, the United States on, uh, and, and uh, they didn't like that because evidently during the show, he had the audacity to do something that upset their community standards. And basically, their community standards, as they explain it in this particular instance, is thou shall not speak ever, ever on our platforms of any questions about whether or not the election was valid or not. Now, that is what you must understand if you're out there in pedestrian land and you're not 
in tune with what goes on with what we're doing and what's going on behind the scenes. We just had a president, Biden, who got into the uh, yesterday and we're going to cover it and set the stage for um, what he thinks will be an illegitimate election that they lose, especially in the fall. That doesn't get any uh, that's a, that doesn't get whacked. So my point is, we're going to switch platforms, but it's going to be costly. And uh, therefore, we, we appreciate the donations. Uh, and this may increase uh, as a need as we want to separate ourselves as much as possible from these uh, platforms um, that are extensions of the media censorship. Um, it, is, um, it is really uh, a, a situation that's going on 24-7. Um, we're not the only ones that get affected by it, but I want to explain to you why uh, the Ward Scott Files right now, I'm a pioneer. Uh, as someone said to me yesterday, Ward, you're a pioneer. You're out leading the pack. You're out going through the woods first, and you're the first one to take the arrows. So we've had this cancel thing go on locally. We had um, um, really racist call me a racist, and then we had cowardly sponsors stop. Um, so I, you know, I haven't named them yet, but I don't patronize them anymore. Someday I may name them. Um, uh, you can figure it out by going back probably and seeing who's not there. Uh, and and uh, uh, this is a, this is a, this is an interesting kind of dilemma uh, going on in the country right now that uh, I'm personally involved with because I do the show, The Ward Scott Files. I've been a voice, if you will, that people could listen to since 2012. So this is about 10 years of a voice. Um, it took Rush Limbaugh to get He had to create his own network and it took him 30 years to become a, a real presence. I don't have that much time. And, and then besides, I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in holding class uh, without any censorship uh, for you to um, be a participant in and to get as much information as you can to make it as a whatever kind of personal choice you want to make. Um, but that's not the way the algorithms are set up to see things. They're set up evidently from what production people tell me um, to hear certain words, certain phrases. And then that triggers an investigation. And it's I can tell you right now, it's done by people who have no sense of culture or history or um, any kind of uh, educational. Uh, and we know this is happening in the educational institutions as well. Uh, we know it's obviously happened in all the way up to the Supreme Court where you heard Phil Kirpin say yesterday that the essential difference between a liberal uh, Supreme Court justice and a conservative Supreme Court justice is what I have been saying all along. The liberal mind has a conclusion it wants to reach. So it goes and finds all the evidence that makes that conclusion appear to be valid to the uh, person who doesn't possess real good critical thinking skills. Can, and that's a deductive process. It starts with the point it wants to prove. The inductive process is what the conservative mind uses. It has no uh, conclusion already. It uh, is going to examine the individual parts to see if there's any relationship among and between them. And remember that the definition of intelligence is the ability to uh, uh, show the relationships among seemingly unrelated uh, items. And the greater number of items you can show a relationship among in a convincing and logical and sound way, the greater the intelligence is that's showing you those things. So you can draw your own conclusions from that as well. 
Uh, the implication of that definition would be that the conservative mind is actually being used, and the, the implication is that the liberal mind is not. And uh, as, a, as, as a professor of thinking all for 40 years, I, I think that has got to be um, the, the, uh, uh, the, the, the way in which it works uh, or doesn't work, depending upon uh, how you're uh, uh, using your mind or not using it. So um, just want to give you an, up, an update on that. Uh, uh, donations do matter because we will probably be paying uh, to be on get out of some of these platforms that are um, uh, appearing to now have us uh, on in their target, um, and uh, it's an eternal quest because there's not a lot of options uh, uh, out there that are being used widely and greatly by people. Um, uh, the monopoly is pretty much held by uh, Facebook and YouTube. Uh, we do, of course, uh, appear by ear on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, you can hear us uh, 24-7. There you hear us. Don't see us, but you hear us uh, on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Um, and right now, currently, uh, still available on uh, the Word Scott Files podcast, although, you know, they have also um, told us a couple of times that uh, we're, uh, we've violated their quote-unquote community standards. So the community standards are essentially anything that questions the election. And, um, all, and, and you don't really have to question. All you have to do is bring it up. And, and, and uh, with the kind of machinery they have today, uh, um, they don't really need to have a human being listen to it. They can set um, a machine to pick up key words and those key words and trigger the machine to give them a, advice on a response. It's really artificial intelligence uh, making the decisions as near as we can tell. And there's no appeal. So, so it's, um, you know, I want to spread the word to you that uh, we every day attempt to not go dark. And um, um, the, the ultimate solution, of course, would be to own your own radio station or own your own network, which is what um, um, at one point we had thought we had enough investors to do that. Uh, of course, you have to have a station that's willing to sell, but that would be the ultimate. It'd be the ultimate would be to simulcast um, both radio and podcasting at the same time, and uh, you know, it's it's it'd be then you have pretty much have your bases covered. But the problem with the conservatives, they have no liberal. I mean, they have no conservative voice uh, right now. You know, Fox is kind of uh, down to Tucker Carlson, and of course, Limbaugh is gone, and um, there are not a lot of conservative voices out there. You know, you've got Hannity, I'm told. I don't watch these guys much, and I don't listen to any other talk uh, hosts at all. Um, I don't, when I listen to them, I'm kind of always disappointed, except I wasn't disappointed when I listened to Rush. I thought he was a master at it. Uh, took him a long time to hone it, of course. Uh, but I don't listen to anybody else because I, all of a sudden I'm critical of them, and I find things that uh, are lacking and so I'm not particularly interested in going on with their interpretation or their conversation. Uh, that's not to say they're bad people or anything like that. Um, they're just limited. Um, oftentimes they're limited by they just haven't lived long or done much. Uh, a lot of the talk show guys on radio have come up through a disc jockey world. Uh, I know that from having been there. Um, but that's not my that's not my gig. I've, I've worn many, many different hats. And uh 
and, and, and you know, have a, have a wide ability to understand uh, what's going on. So I want to put that out there for you to think about. Um, what are your options for another platform? We're exploring those now. Um, my good friend uh, uh, who just commented on that, we are exploring that right now. And um, um, the problem is, it's that, that, you know, these two platforms have had a head start on these other guys. And it's how you make it known. But you know, it might come down to we don't have any options. And so we're, we're, we're planning on that. We're planning to have a backup plan uh, because the last thing we want to do is go dark and, 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 and go dark because of some artificial intelligence was triggered by a phrase uh, that somewhere, somehow in the great beyond, they have decided is a, a threat to community standards. Um, uh, there's no community, but you know, the, their use of the word community and the phrase community standards is a big lie anyway. Uh, it's not a community, uh, what they're talking about. A true community is people interacting uh, with each other in, uh, in, a, in a personal way, at least for beginning, for, for starters. You don't have that uh, in, with these people. So um, and it's pretty much ironically killed off the print media or else the print media has succumbed to being a part of it and being no more clear-eyed than they are. So um, I just want to put that in there. I'll probably repeat it a couple of times. And uh, um, we, will, we will explore some of these platforms. If you have suggestions, I'm looking at them now. Production is looking at them. Uh, production is pretty hip on this stuff. The young guys are always way ahead of us older guys in terms of all the technical innovations and things. I'm still... Uh, dependent upon them. And that's a fine relationship. I mean, I have things that I know they don't know, and I know they listen to me. And that's a, that's a credit uh, to get these guys to look up from their computers or look up from their phones and all of a sudden to watch their faces as they begin to set them down and begin to listen because they, be, they think they, they realize they're learning something and they're learning it from somebody they can't get it anywhere else from. So that's always interesting to me that they really sort of sit back and say, hey, you know, I learned something today, which is the whole purpose of this thing. Otherwise, they would never hear what I'm saying. They would have nobody to tell them about it, nobody to talk to them about it. And um, and, and that's been an interesting kind of uh, indicator for me to how things are going. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about some of the issues locally always. Um, you know, we've had this shakeup at the uh, city. And, you know, I, I suppose it's the umpteenth shakeup. Uh, there'll be more and more and more and more and more. They'll never get it right. Um, they, they don't seem to be able to get out of their own way, if you will. Uh, but now the, the new police chief, whom I know, Lonnie Scott, uh, I know his son, are all involved in police work, uh, has claimed that they're going to start this uh, community stuff, but they need to hire people for it, and they want to hire quality people. Let me give you an indication of what the truth is. Uh, the police have had to lower their standards and lower their standards and lower their standards to get people to do the job. Um, it's almost a joke if you ever watch Clockwork Orange, which is a classic movie, that in the middle, uh, in the end, uh, the guys who were the uh, troublemakers in the beginning of the show uh, become the cops and are the cops in the end of the show. Um, that's how obviously low uh, the police world had to go in order to get recruits. I know this for a fact because I've had people in the law enforcement tell me that confidentially, that the standards for police work are lower and lower and lower, or they can't get anybody. They don't get anybody anymore with a, uh, to speak of with a, um, uh, with a new clean slate. 
that almost doesn't exist. Uh, um, those type of people, uh, you know, uh, are, are, are rare and, and, and not to say they don't exist. But um, the, 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 the idea that you can go out and hire quality people in the police world right now is uh, just a, a, a public PR statement. The facts of the matter are, uh, are that, that I've been told by guys inside this GPD police department is that they're begging for people. They've been down. Uh, I've heard as high as 20 employees. Um, the, the numbers sort of become insignificant after a while because uh, these guys tell me that they're just shorthanded all over the place. So the idea that they're going to go out and find these quality people, uh, according to Lonnie Scott's uh, comments that were printed on or shared on, on the local TV station, uh, is, is really problematic. Um, they may find some, but they're not going to be, quote unquote, what we used to think of as quality. Um, and is that, it is actually a phrase for this. It's a quality and has been quality. Um, there, there really probably is no longer anything such thing in our society as quality. There, there used to be quality uh, and you used to have a product that wouldn't fall apart. But now we have this built in obsolescence all through our society. Uh, things are built to fall apart because the um, uh, uh, gross national product is arrived at largely through commercial consumer spending. Uh, uh, 69% of the GPD, uh, GNP, gross national product, is comprised of com uh, consumer spending. So um, well, how do you get people to spend? You get them to constantly have to re-spend. Re uh, in other words, you get a cell phone, and by the time you walk out with it, you know that there's going to be a shelf life on that, and it's going to be such that... Um, um, deliberately, you won't be able to use it forever because they'll change it and you'll have to get another one. And there's some people who resist this pretty strenuously. They get a flip phone and they, they just absolutely resist anything uh, has to have, uh, you know, the apps and everything. Now, this is assumption. If you go downtown in Gainesville right now and you take a look at the parking signs that are up, they assume that everybody who is going to park has a cell phone and it's not a flip phone. Because what you have to do in order to park, and in order to park, you have to pay. And in order to pay, you have to have a phone that will download the app that is on the parking side. So the assumption of the city of Gainesville, get this now, is that everyone who comes downtown from wherever, and I'm particularly thinking of the county courthouse services, uh, from the countryside and from the farms and from the woods, will have an app that they can put on their phone that they can then pay for their parking with. Uh, where do they get that idea from? I mean, where, where, what, what, you know, th 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 this more testifies to their locked into uh, this consumer society than anything else probably could. And um, uh, so when you go downtown, don't be shocked that you're not going to be able to park. There always used to be two hour free parking uh, and signs up free parking. And now you will not find it anywhere. There's no such thing as free parking in downtown uh, Gainesville. Uh, you will have to have a phone that has apps on it. You'll have to download that app, and then you'll have to uh, hit that app to pay for that parking. And I don't know what happens when you hit that app. I will never download that app, I can tell you. Uh, and I avoid going into Gainesville at all costs if I can. So there are a couple of things that you can take a look at that are indicators of the modern world that we're living in. One, 
is uh, policing is a uh, uh, has been quality deal. It's very difficult to find quality people, but there's going to be a lot of verbiage. There's going to be a lot of uh, a PR work that's done to try to salvage uh, this crime rate, which is skyrocketing. Fourteen uh, percent increase here um, in this just this community alone. We're not talking about Chicago and Baltimore, places like that. We're just talking about Gainesville. And it's all black on black crime predominantly. Uh, you can check the mugshots on our wordscottfiles.com and you can see for yourself what's going on. Um, that's a very popular place, by the way. We're, we're going to sell an ad there. If somebody wants to really get a lot of exposure, you get about 45,000 hits a month on that mugshot page. And if you have your business there and you want your business sitting there, uh, you're going to get 45,000 views in order to be seen, um, uh, in order to see the mugshots. And it figures out to less than one cent per hit. Uh, we charge 400 bucks a month for that. And it figures out for less than one cent per hit. Uh, so I'm not really pushed it much, but I'm going to start pushing it since, um, you know, we're running in a place where uh, we've got to be able to fight back against these platforms. And, you know, what you're watching right now is free. Uh, I, I see people check on here all the time um, who don't, it doesn't cost them anything. And they, uh, they kind of, you know, use this thing as to advertise themselves. Um, I've had some people talk to me about some of the comments that are appearing from some particular people on the page as to whether or not I should block them. And uh, particularly after the Martin Luther King comments were distasteful to some people. I said, no, I'm not blocking anybody. I'd be guilty of the very same thing that's happening to me. Um, the, the, the community out there can block that person or sound back off to that person, but I'm not going to. I mean, you know, I'm not censoring anybody's comments at all, even though I don't agree with some of them. Uh, I think they're way, that's not me. Uh, that's their right to comment. Uh, but if something is uh, distasteful, you know, you can comment back. And so it should be self-regulation. I'm not participating in that. I'm not censoring anybody. So in order to keep that going, and I'm not charging anybody right now for that. So in order to keep that going, we have some of you all are really faithful donors. I appreciate that. And of course, our sponsors, you know, use our um, uh, style cuts. That's the official barber, uh, R&R Construction, uh, on the spot dry cleaners, Gator Sport Dockside has been loyal to us forever. Um, you, can, you can take a look at the people who, uh, reappear and reappear. Crime prevention. Um, until I hear differently, all these people are still there. Uh, and uh, of course, Melvin Law is a tremendous supporter. So uh, we're just trying to keep these, um, the, the plates spinning for you. Uh, the other thing I have to report on you is kind of frustrating even to the people who work for the city. I get asked occasionally, whatever happened to uh, taking Kareen Brown's name off the RTS building? It's still on the RTS building. Uh, she is a convicted criminal. Um, she did uh, defraud the little chillin' when she set up a, uh, uh, a, a fund that she said, uh, if you contributed to, would go to her distributing out to help the little chillin'. And of course, she took it for herself. Uh, we've covered this type of story before. Um, we've got other people who've done that. Uh, and, you know, it usually hits the fan. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> it hit the fan with her uh, and she was convicted, but the city of Gainesville never took down Corrine Brown's name from the RTS building. Now, the RTS 
advisory committee has unanimously recommended not once, but twice now to the city, and this won't make the Gainesville papers, this is not on channel 20, uh, has recommended twice now unanimously, and that's a diverse group of people on that committee. They're not all conservative. There's some liberals on there. It's all made up of people who are uh, uh, dependent upon, you know, uh, the, the bus routes. And so they tend to get interested and they get on that committee. And uh, they, this, they've all voted unanimously because people have asked them, you know, what their opinion would they please recommend to the city commission since the committee, city commission won't listen to them, won't, won't hear them, can't hear them. If you go to the city commission and you look at the uh, uh, boy named Lauren uh, as the mayor and tell him, Mr. Mayor, we've got this unanimous uh, recommendation for you to uh, move to take the name of Corrine Brown, the convicted uh, criminal off the RTS building. Uh, he'll just say your time is up and, 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 and not do anything. And, you know, a banana pudding, overweight Harvey Ward over there wants to complain about uh, bikinis on the side of the buses. He doesn't complain about Corrine Brown uh, being on the RTS building. You know, this is some of the oddest group of people you can see in public life. I mean, it's almost like going to the carnival and seeing the freak show. Step right up and see the lady with beards. You know, I used to go to, I used to love the freak shows and the little carnivals would come through the little country towns when I was a kid. Come on in and see the two-headed baby and, you know, all this stuff. And they'd hook you every time. And there you go. Uh, that's kind of like, this always reminds me of watching the, the um, uh, uh, Gainesville City Commission is going to the freak show in the carnival. So they're not going to take, they came up again, I'm told, last night. Uh, the request unanimously, you know, take, we want Corrine Brown's name. Why can't you be consistent <clears throat> in your attitude towards a lawful behavior? And, and, and this is an example on the highest places um, that's still there. And this group of children running the city, uh, trying to run the city, ignore it. So it's, um, um, it, it, you know, that's where we are. Now, in sports, I want to give you a positive note. I went to the uh, University of Florida Gator basketball game. That's why I'm wearing this orange. And I saw the most uh, fantastic display of a scrappy team that I've seen ever at the University of Florida. Now, I've been here a long time. I've gone through uh, a lot of uh, versions of the University of Florida men's basketball team. But that bunch last night was getting its uh, pants beat off by Mississippi State. Uh, they were running. Florida up and down the uh, up and down the, the floor, and we're out ahead of them by uh, double figures several times. And I'll be darned if that scrappy group of people who are playing without their superstar Colin Castleton, who is the uh, big uh, center, uh, who has hurt his shoulder, hurt it in sho uh, shoulder and practiced uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, he wasn't in the lineup, and of course, the Keontae Johnson who went down with a heart ailment a year ago is on the pines. He's not playing at all this year. So uh, the University of Florida basketball team is playing without a couple of their big stars, Keontae Johnson, who's never been in the lineup this year under doctor's precautions. And then, of course, we have Colin Castleton, who is really dominates this, that, uh, the, the down low for the Gators. But I tell you what, the Gators came back and won 80 to 72. Uh, I, you know, it, it was an amazing, and there was not, not very many people there. It was not uh, a lot of people. I don't know what it is, whether it's the COVID or difficulty in parking. And the Gator female basketball team, the ladies basketball team is doing very well. They play this Sunday afternoon. 
So I, I really like watching them. I think I like the coach. Uh, I'm going to try to get the coach on the show. And and um, it's just something that is uh, really a positive note in our society uh, when there's so many negative things going on among the politicians. Um, the, the team of the University of Florida men is made up of everybody, of all transfers. They've all come in here through the transfer portal and they've begun to play together. And they are really scrappy players. So I got to tell you, it was an exciting, exciting event last night. It was fantastic to watch these guys. Now, there's one coach, you know, that I'm very disappointed in. I just learned this, and obviously, enough, oddly enough, it was uh, in the uh, it was by an Associated Press article that printed this. And it's almost, uh, um, you know, I was I thought that one of the things that did Mullen in is he went down and marched in the Black Lives Matters parade and. He shouldn't have done that. I mean, the, the, the students want to go do that. That's their deal. But you don't go down there as their teacher. OK, because then you've taken sides in a, in a situation where, um, uh, you know, you really don't need to be uh, be involved. Um, so um, um, what is what is Nick Saban of all people? What does this guy do? And of course, we know that the vote, uh, uh, which was this. Uh, a voter suppression bill, according to Democrats, and voter accountability, according to Republicans, failed um, miserably, which it was, you know, if you believe in a divine intervention, boy, there is a real example of where the power of prayer, because I, that, uh, the two conservative uh, middle-of-the-road Democrats never wavered and joined the Republicans and said, we're not going to do this. Uh, this is stupid. It's a uh, it's a misuse of the rules. It's a it's a misinterpretation of the facts. And, uh, you know, right now, if the, in my humble opinion, if the Democrats were to run those two people um, uh, for president and vice president, uh, they'd have a shot. But they're too stupid to do that. They're, all they're doing is talking about putting Sleepy Joe back there with the, the absolutely worthless Kamala Harris. So, um, you know. It is what it is. But Nick Saban came out, according to the Associated Press article here, uh, and advocated that the uh, voting bill be passed. Um, the it starts out University of Alabama head football coach Nick Saban. And, you know, of course, he's he's uh, they were pressuring Joe Manchin from West Virginia. So they got Jerry West in there. He's got no business getting involved. And, uh, uh, you know, I was just dumbfounded. And I guess the reason Saban did it, and I'm going to say it right now, is most of his team is black. And I guess he is probably saying this to the parents of the players he recruited or will recruit. I, I, it's the only motivation I can think of that <coughs> makes any sense. And, you know, because what is he doing? He's a political animal. Uh, he is obviously, as one of the viewers say, uh, he's made more enemies with that statement than he's made friends. But you have to realize he doesn't care what you and I think about him. He cares about what those black recruits who haven't come yet think about him and what those black recruit parents think about him. And so he's now able to go into, even though the bill failed, and was destined to fail, he's now able to go into those living rooms and tell those, uh, and listen, coaches will say anything they need to say 
to get a recruit. All right. They'll promise anything. I mean, there's a lot of reason why there's been pushback and the transfer portal has been created because up until then, the coaches held all the cards and they will tell you anything. I've been there. I know. We will tell you anything. You know, we, we, you know, we, to, and we'll do anything we can get away with to win. Period. If it means deflate the football, we'll deflate it. If it means um, spot, you know, why do you think those guys hold those, those um, play uh, sheets up in front of their mouth when they're talking? Because we got lip readers. You think I'm kidding you? We've got lip readers watching this stuff. I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely nuts. And now, of all things, before we go on a break here, I want to talk about a case. I, you know, it's going to be really interesting. Supreme Court, this is according Kalen Deese of the Washington Examiner. The Supreme Court has agreed to hear the case of a Christian high school football coach who was let go, which means he was fired, for praying on the field after the games. Now, this coach's name is Joe Kennedy. He has a legal fight going with Bremerton, Washington School District. It began in 2015. And now the case has reached the, the Supreme Court in 2019 when justice declined to take it and said the case was for lower courts to decide. And now it's going to have its, its day in court, so to speak. Um, he coached for eight years. He, have, uh, he, had, sol- he had what he called a solidarity program. Now, you know, I, whether or not it's genuine or not, and whether it's another coaching ploy, um, it, it, you know, so what? It is a, well, he kind of came up with a clever name, a solidarity post game. Yeah, solidarity program. And the solidarity program was to get together and pray at the 50 yard line. You've seen this happen in Florida football. That actually the players from the other team will come over and take a knee with the Florida players and put, you know, do the Tebow stance. Now, there's all kinds of discussion about why Tebow really didn't make it in the NFL. Tebow did the prayer gesture. He didn't make it. But the Black Lives Matter guys got on a knee, the very same knee during the national anthem, and they were exonerated. Now, this is what's irking people. And thankfully, I think the NFL has gotten away from that and, you know, decided that ain't good for us. You know, we ain't going to make more money that way. We're going to make less money because we're going to lose fans. And there are people like me that weren't going to watch NFL ever again, period. So uh, here this is going to be interesting. Um, now the school officials tried to buy off Kennedy back then. They, they, they wanted to compromise by offering time to pray before and after the game away from the stands where nobody could see him. And he objected. He said, no, he wants to pray after the games on the 50-yard line. And um, um, there we go. And, and um, this now, the coach contended that, that he, his First Amendment rights had been violated. Uh, he he uh, went through the San Francisco-based Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals last year. They, of course, ruled against him. What would you expect San Francisco Court of Appeals to do? That bunch of heathens and that secular society. Do you think they'd rule for him? No, they ruled against him. Um, they argued that the local school officials would have violated a ban on government establishment of religion if they allowed the post-game prayers to continue. 
they, they argued, the court argued in San Francisco that separation of uh, religion. Uh, you know, when I went to school, uh, we had the United States flag in the classroom and we had prayers and it was a public school. And, and uh, you know, but now we're in the hands of the secular world. Uh, and so um, the Americans united for the separation of church and state. Okay. Now, there, there they go. They, they filed a brief. And so now we're in a, what we call in the countryside a peeing contest uh, to see, you know, uh, what's going to happen. And, um, uh, you know, you've got we already know what we already know what the Supreme Court. But I bet you I know what the Supreme Court vote's going to be. And the women who are all liberal and who don't know how much COVID there is uh, and displayed that ignorance the other day are probably going to vote against the praying coach. And I suspect that um, some of the ones like Thomas and uh, 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 those others will um, vote for it. But it's going to be pretty interesting. Um, and probably the case will be heard in April and the decision will be reached in June. Um, so there we are. That is my, my <laughs> report on the madness of the universe today. Uh, I'm going to get back and I'm going to, once again, at the risk of uh, sending you over the edge, I'm going to talk about the latest on COVID uh, from a different perspective, perhaps. Be right back on the Ward Scott Files. We'll uh, applaud our sponsors and maybe play a ditty for you. I'll be right back while I heat my coffee. This is Ward Scott, and I want to thank all our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. The Ward Scott Files premium sponsors are Crime Prevention Security Systems, Large enough to serve you, small enough to care. The Ward Scott Files Gold sponsors are On the Spot Dry Cleaners, Okita America Martial Arts, RR Construction, Gators Dockside, and Style Cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.wardscottfiles.com, and click on the Advertise Here banner on the right side of the page or call my friend Freddie at 352-284-3733. Again, thank you to all the great businesses that support the Ward Scott Files. And remember, if you like the show, thank our sponsors and support the businesses that support us. To call you stupid would be an insult to stupid people. I was up working on some project here with uh, the biomass. Why don't they just turn it into a brewery? Ken Cornell, known as the thin-skinned water boy. Ken Cornell, known as Minnie Mike. Ken Cornell. Where's elevator shoes? Ken Cornell. He just wants to be like. Achtung, Achtung. The papers are not in order. Step out of the line and report to the inspection station. We are going to search your belongings. Much schnell. Check this out, Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. 
Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! Welcome back to Ward Scott Files here. Professor Ward Scott in the Warthog Man Cave classroom here in our command center in the piney woods of north central Florida. And the Melton Law Studio, 352-325-3938. And um, or Facebook chat here, which I occasionally look over at here. And uh, we just finished discussing um, the, the strange local world and uh, all that kind of business. So um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, some local issues with COVID in terms of education. And um, people who listen to this show, of course, are all, mad, all, part, uh, all members of the research team. And so... Um, um, these are some teachers who said who fed me some pretty interesting information. I'll pass along to you. Of course, all the students' names have been deleted. The name of the school has been deleted. I'm not going to share that with you, but I am going to tell you that it has to do with uh, 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 beginning of school up to fifth grade, and that the teacher who's looking at this is a fifth grade teacher and has been listening to the show and 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 has an. Uh, uh, you know, conversations about COVID and suggested here's another angle perhaps you haven't looked at. Um, you know, this COVID absenteeism in schools has been forced upon uh, parents and students by the government in many cases. And, you know, you heard Phil Kirpin yesterday talk about it. Uh, we've tried to cover the COVID and covered the waterfront, all the different opinions and, and um, attitudes, advocacies, beliefs, whatnot. Uh, about it, they range a whole big, a long continuum from you absolutely must do to absolutely you'll you'll die in two years, which Kirpin said yesterday was pretty much nonsense. So, um, um, you, but that doesn't matter. People still believe crazy things, and um, you know some of them can't get out of the trench of the belief they have, and they become un uncompromising and and um, um, don't hear and can't negotiate, can't re you know, and all. And then we've got those kind of people. And, and, and so what's going on with the, the, the effects on the kids? And this teacher has noticed that the kids are, kids are absent. And I'm going to give you the, the count here. Uh, this is um, um, the absentee, normal absentee count for the normal student, uh, perhaps, if there is such a thing. Maybe around one up to three. And the tardy count is maybe... Um, I'm looking at it here, maybe one or two, uh, at the most five normally. Um, and yet here we have increasing numbers of these types of people. Here's a student who's missed 17 times, uh, been tardy 13 times. Um, so what is that? That's, uh, 30 really. And, it, and you know, uh, here's one who's been absent 14 times, tardy once. Here's one who's been absent 11 times. This is a fifth grade. Absent 11 times and tardy 25 times. Here's one who has been absent 10 times and tardy 15 times. And the teacher can't, doesn't have an explanation for this. Um, the teacher does know that these kids are arriving and digital is not available so they haven't been educated outside the classroom. Digital is not available. It's uh, 
Uh, and so therefore, it's very hard for them to make up that work they missed when they're out of school for a couple of years. And um, uh, so you, you take them out of the physical location of the school, you make digital unavailable, and then uh, you ask them to make up the work and they can't make up the work and they're absent and they're tardy. And um, third, uh, kids in the third, uh, now we're, we're learning online in the first and they didn't get the basics. Um, by the third grade, they should be able to read and multiply and they can't do it. And so here we are. What is another effect of, 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 of the COVID? And I think I begin to even, once I get this type of data, I, I, I even more understand why so many parents are down at the school board saying, you know, what the heck are you trying to do talking about uh, diversity and inclusion and critical race theory when uh, we got to get our kids into class so they can learn how to multiply and divide. Well, that is compounded by the fact that the kids have not had any discipline or tutoring or anything like that formally. And so they become laden with inertia right now. Um, um, lazy is not really the word, just a lack of enthusiasm. Um, they, they don't have any enthusiasm for learning. Most of what, if anything, they've been doing is working on a tablet, uh, which is an abstraction that we know about. We just, um, um, the artificial intelligence world. Uh, they haven't been interacting with people. Uh, they, they haven't been asked to be anywhere on time. You know, if I talk to employers, one of the biggest things they're looking for in, in, in an applicant to work for them is simply somebody who will show up on time, okay, and who will not be irregularly absent without explanation. Uh, if you go, you go take a, you go take a canvas of what upsets employers and what is their highest value in an employee is the person's not only there on time, but is there early and is never absent. You know, I used to look at the kid in our, and when I was going to school and, little, you know, we all went to our old schools in our early years. And it was always some kid who won the, the uh, uh, perfect attendance thing. I used to look at that person. I mean, my God, that was amazing. That was better than straight A's. Here's a person who was never, ever missed class, nor was late for class. And I mean, I every, you know, and we had an award for that. And I would sit there and bow. I mean, that individual was a superhuman to me. Now, the smartest guy in the, per, in the class wasn't necessarily su superhuman. What he really did and was capable of doing, lots of times he almost had nothing to do with. He was just a smart guy. But when you come to class every day and don't miss, that, that, that requires individual commitment and effort. And so here we have, and we can't, you know, nobody really knows anything about COVID is what a doctor told me a couple of days ago. We just got these assumptions. And on the basis of these assumptions, we're having these responses. And in England, by the way, just decided to hell with it all. We're not going to worry about masking inoculations. If you get it, you get it. If you don't get it, you don't get it. If you die from it, you die from it. We're tired of it. We got to go on with our life. And so England has done exactly the opposite from France, done exactly the opposite from Australia. And the reason I heard that, I heard it first from Phil Kirpin yesterday, but I checked it out today. It's come out today that Boris Johnson says, I'm just not going to do it anymore. It's causing us too much trouble here in the country to hell with it. 
And that means at least Djokovic will be able to go to Wimbledon and play in the grass court tournament uh, in terms of the tennis world. But in terms of everybody else in society, I mean, if you want to go eat, go eat. And if your guy gets sick from you sitting next to him, well, so be it. You know, that's the way it works in the real world. In the real world. And so um, that's, that's that country's response. It's exactly the opposite from, the, from where Australia is right now. I learned yesterday that you can't even travel from state to state in Australia uh, because each state has its COVID restrictions. So that'd be like in Florida, you couldn't go to Georgia or you couldn't go to Alabama. Um, you wouldn't be able to go because of COVID. You couldn't cross that state line or vice versa. Now, that might be great. We keep all the Yankees from coming down here uh, uh, and hoarding the highways and everything. Uh, if we just kept them out and said, you thou shalt not cross the state line because of COVID. But we won't do that because it's our economy. The Yankees are our economy. And we've been um, uh, clipping them for money ever since there was snow up north. So uh, probably at our own demise because we've lost our you know, orange groves and uh, we're, we're trying to hang on to our cattle pastures. But anyway, I thought that was pretty interesting that you ought to think about uh, is the uh, COVID effects on the just focusing on first to fifth grade and uh, how a lot of these kids, by the time they, they get through the matriculate from say from third, let's say they were in the third uh, when they got it and got to the fifth, and, you know, they don't know what they should have known, which was read and multiply. Uh, earlier than that, we've got them coming in and don't know the difference between a circle and a square. Um, and then it's compounded by the fact, I talked about a minute ago how the cops can't get quality people. You can't hire teachers. That's BS. Nobody wants to do that because there's too much paperwork. There's too much political interference. And so in some states are actually hiring the National Guard to come in and teach. And uh, people just don't want to go in there. The classrooms are too uh, filled with too many people. There are too many of them. Uh, let's imagine you had to give five sermons or five speeches back to back for five hours to five different groups of people. And all you could do in between the uh, the groups of people was take a sip of water and maybe go to the head. That's what teaching is. That's what teaching is. Five back to back. Maybe you get a little break to get out and munch on a sandwich. But it's, uh, it's drones on and drones on. You've got to be superhuman. Nobody wants to do that. And then take all the crap and the low pay and all the beef that people give you. And then factor in the, the CRT, which got nothing to do with anything. And, 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 you know, factor in all the social engineering that the, the woke culture is doing and the be Black Lives Matter and all that crap are doing. And, uh, and what do you got? You ain't got education. You, and these guys are going over here to University of Florida to teach themselves. If that's true that they got all these high scores. I mean, they really can. I mean, they, they, they go online. They don't need that professor they can listen to the guy tell this is what thou shalt do and i'll grade it when you finish it and you know they can figure it out so you know somewhere along the line and i tell you i went places yesterday and i was amazed i went places yet just for routine stuff all right i went to get the oil change uh, at a dealership that was all screwed up i mean right in the middle of getting the oil change and i'm there and i ask them you know, because I got to take time out of my day. I say, should I wait or leave? Oh, no, be, be done in a minute. Be, be, you know, it won't take 45 minutes. Okay. So I figure for 45 minutes, I can 
I can go in a waiting room and, you know, whatever, you know. Well, hey, an hour and a half later, it wasn't done. So I walked back to the bay. The guy had taken off to go play, pay his electric bill for a, for a half an hour. I mean, didn't give it. I guess didn't give a damn. Or And then when I told the people that told me it'd be 45 minutes, oh, what did I get? Oh, we're sorry. Sorry. I, yeah, yeah, you are sorry. And I know these people. I know them personally. I'm not going to tell you the name of the dealership. But And then I'm going to the bank. I go to the bank where I was on the board of the bank at one time. And I cash a dividend check. And the woman behind the screen says, well, these signatures don't match the signature card. I said, well, are you looking at me, lady? Well, she didn't. I mean, she had to go back to the back and get somebody to tell her, hey, that, don't you know who that is out in the driveway? And I, I, you know, I had to put up with this all day long. Everywhere I went, people didn't know their jobs. And you have to wonder, is that all we're going to get? And imagine this over in education. People don't know their jobs. Uh, it, it, it's nuts. Um, you know, I think it's going to get worse. As long as we've got Sleepy Joe in there. You know, and meanwhile, what are they all worried about? What are they all worried about? Huh? Um, there, you know, I, this is amazing to me. Uh, and let me see, let me find this thing. Um, if I can, I don't know if I can find it or not. Um, let me, it, it just blew me away the other day. Um, that, um, they have hired, I have to find it here in a second. I don't want to take too much of your time. I hate dead air. Um, they, they, they've got uh, they've got a uh, uh, oh god I'll, I'll get it in a minute I don't know how to say it they hired a, in in the library world they've actually got a, a librarian now that go is is charged with going through the library and making sure that the books in the library have some content. That addresses diversity any ooh, I've got to find that. I don't know where it is. I had it. Uh, and it is just amazing to me. Uh, just amazing to me. Um, that, and, and this might be it. I'm not going to take a lot of time with it. No, no, that's, that's about COVID. Anyway, the other thing the cancel culture is doing, I got this one here. I can put this one on you. We just got a few minutes left. Is, um, they're going after charity. And uh, Jeremy Tedesco, Tedesco has written about it. Um, it is, it is a, a group uh, that is uh, of activists uh, that are convincing corporations um, to uh, um, um, not give to charities that support the wrong political causes. Um, the, um, um, the, 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 um, there are a whole bunch of them. unmasking fidelity is uh, is demanding that fidelity charitable impose viewpoint based litmus tests on the charities and causes its account holders, even the ones who give to the charities. You know, what's that we're talking about being traced by uh, 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 Facebook and, 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 and YouTube here? The charities are being traced by the cancel cultures. And uh, the point is they want to handicap conservative charity groups and their advocacies. 
this is what this is where the world we are. This is where we are now. Okay, so they're, they're a politicized philanthropic culture. Uh, so in which the woke culture is demanding uh, that anybody who gives to Trump's causes or anything associated with Trump um, uh, is exposed and therefore being exposed is exposed to uh, harassment, possible harassment. Uh, this is where the woke culture now you think you've thought of everything, but no, they think they're way ahead of you. They think of things way ahead of you, and and um, and they're they are they're on the used to be such a thing as donor privacy, but um, um, you know that that's not necessarily the case. Uh, now nonprofits are are required to disclose their donors, and when you do this, it exposes the donors to the loss of privacy and the threat of harassment, and it discourages charitable giving. Um, and, and unmasking fidelity is the group that's pushing this. That's what they want to happen. That group wants to destroy uh, the country's charitable culture. If it doesn't give to the causes that it wants it to give to. So under duress right now is something called philanthropic freedom. Um, it, it, it is amazing. I just wanted to read that into the classroom record the day we've got on my clock here, 957. Um, so let me let me tell you that uh, radicalism is alive and well. And I didn't even get to the speech by Joe, which I'm going to get into. I'm going to, I promise you I'm going to get into it tomorrow. Uh, what a basket of, 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 of craziness that was. Uh, and thank goodness we had two people plus 50 that uh, exposed how crazy it was. Um, you know, I was going to talk about the Ukraine. I was going to talk about it. I'm going to start off tomorrow with that stuff. Uh, there's just too much to talk about here that's going on. Um, Chick-fil-A is the last remaining service that's appropriate. Yeah, Chick-fil-A has caught all sorts of grief. Um, on the other hand, Yunkin got voted in in Virginia, as Plantation Mark says, and he's going. So it's a, it's a battle. I mean, it's a fierce battle. And some of these uh, battle battlegrounds are something you wouldn't have ever thought of, like charities. I want to thank production. We are going to pursue uh, establishing our independence for this uh, uh, program. And if you are of the of the of, of, of and some of you are donating already uh we're going to be looking into this and uh, uh, sharing with you uh, very soon what we develop but right now um uh, maybe by tomorrow but right now you cannot see uh this show over on warscottfiles.com but we're going to work on i see production shaking their head we're going to work on getting that up uh, at least by tomorrow if we can so um have a great day a warthog command center out